Hey guys, welcome to today's podcast about how to scale your training volume over time. Let's get into it. So as you heard in the introduction, today we're talking about training volume and how you can scale yours over time. I personally think that the volume of your training is hugely overcomplicated by most people. I think periodizing it and scaling it over time is actually very simple, but it's very easy to get caught up in the weeds because there's so many people online trying to make it into this big complex thing that's hard to understand. So I'm going to try and dilute it down, make it understandable to the average person and leave you so that you can come away from this podcast knowing how to fully implement uh, volume and how to scale it in your programming. So to kick things off we're just going to quickly cover what volume actually is, what that word means and it's really simple. The equation for volume is the sets times the reps times the weight that you do in a workout and like I said this could be per muscle group, per workout, per week. However you figure it out just figure it out the same way every time. So If you did three sets of 10 reps with 100 kilograms, you would times 10 by 100 kilograms to get 1,000. You times that by three to get 3,000. That's your volume for that one exercise. And then you would add all those volumes up and that's how you get your total volume. If one of those factors increase, then your total volume goes up. So if you did four sets, you would add on 1,000 kilograms to your volume. If you did an extra rep, you'd add on 100. If you added an extra 10 kilograms to the bar, then you'd add on another 100 per set and so on. So that's how volume works. Nice and simple. I think we will understand it. When it comes to scaling this over time though, this is where people tend to go wrong. And a lot of beginners all the way through to advanced trainees will set their workout program, which is a great starting place. A lot of people don't even follow a program. So the fact that they're making a program is already off to a good start. But then they, they'll they'll write their workout for week one and that's what they will do week after week after week. And obviously they are trying to get stronger as the weeks go on. So they are pushing up that weight on the bar. So they are increasing their volume but that is the least efficient way of increasing volume especially the more advanced you get in your training because your strength is going to increase much slower so the amount of volume you're increasing from week one to let's say week eight of the program is much less than it could and should be so that's what we're going to talk about today the reason that we want to scale our volume over time because obviously that's worth being aware of, is that if you increase your volume over time, then this is the best way of implementing progressive overload into your training. As I'm sure you all know, progressive overload is what will make your muscles grow, is what will make you improve in whatever it is you're training. I'm assuming we're talking about hypertrophy, muscle growth, growth in this podcast, but whatever it may be, the more you do something, the better you'll get at it. And if you just do the same thing every time, you won't get better at it. So if all you ever did was run five miles, you wouldn't get better at running 10 miles. After a certain point, you'd need to start running 10 miles to get better at running 10 miles. And that same principle applies to everything. Your volume needs to go up so that your body is being consistently challenged, whether it's by sets, reps or weight. And that's how you're going to progress 
Something that often gets overlooked as well is that increasing your volume is going to help develop your work capacity. And this is what you'll see when you look at a beginner compared to an advanced lifter. If you took a beginner and got them to do a workout that a professional bodybuilder was doing, they would be absolutely demolished off their feet for probably a week or two because the amount of work in that session was just way, 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 way above their capacity. Whereas because a bodybuilder has been doing it for so, so long and they've become so adapted to it, they have this massive work capacity and that's what they need or that's what they can do to progress. So we want to build our work capacity so that we have more space in our training to incorporate different types of movements and all that kind of thing, all that kind of stuff. But we don't want to just infinitely build that because obviously we'll be in the gym for hours and hours and hours and hours forever. So that's what we're going to talk about. So when it comes to programming these increases in training volume, there's a few abbreviations that I think are good to understand. If this part just kind of goes over your head, then so be it. You don't need to know it. But like I said, I'm trying to dilute all of this information so that it isn't so bloody complicated. And I think I'll be able to explain it in a way that you do understand. So I will just put it out there. I learned these abbreviations from Dr. Mike Isretau of Renaissance Periodization. And I know I don't know if he's the person that came up with these abbreviations or if somebody else did or whatever, but that's where I found them from. So credit where credit's due. But there's four of them. So the first landmark of volume is MV, which stands for maintenance volume. And this is the amount of volume that you need to perform per week to maintain the amount of muscle that you currently have or the amount of performance that you currently have. After this, we have the MEV, which is the minimum effective volume. So that's the minimum amount of volume that you need to perform per week on a certain muscle group in order to make progress. So any less than that, then you'd be maintaining or losing. This is the minimum amount that you can do and still progress. After that, we have the MAV, which is maximum adaptive volume. And rather than just being a set number, this is kind of more of a range and it's going to change within the week, within the month, within the cycle, whoever you are. But this is the range where volume in this range is going to be optimal for your progress. So with the MEV, the minimum effective volume, it's the minimum amount to progress, but it's not necessarily optimal progress. It's not as fast as it could be. This range is going to be putting you in the fastest most optimal rate of progress. And then the fourth one is the maximum recoverable volume, MRV. And this is where the amount of volume you're performing is starting to impede on your recovery. So it's where the recovery demand of your training is becoming too high to allow for progress because all you're doing is recovering, you're not improving. So you're kind of stuck in this recovery trap. So that's where you don't want to be. You want your minimum to be just above the maintenance volume and you want your maximum to be just above, uh, just below adaptive volume, sorry. And we want to kind of ebb and flow between these two landmarks of training. So when it comes to putting these into actual figures into your program, like I said, we want to look at the MEV, the minimum effective volume, and the MAV, the maximum adaptive volume. For the majority of people, Obviously, there's going to be outliers, there always is, and this is standardised. 
but for majority of people, this range is going to be between 10 to 20 weekly sets per muscle group. So we want to be working within that range here or there, thereabouts. So that would mean that on the lower end, you'd be doing around 10 sets per week of chest, 10 sets per week of back, so on. And then on the upper range, you'd be doing 20 weekly sets of these movements. So that's it's quite a large range. You know, it's from the start to end, you're actually doubling, even though it's only 10 sets. So it is a lot. Um, I will talk about it in more detail once we get to it. But I do actually like to go a bit below this and a bit above it as a sort of way to introduce a deload to resensitize your body to volume and then also I like to go over that amount as a sort of overreaching phase which basically means we're really pushing your recovery abilities going into a deload resensitizing you and then working back up that volume um, I think I explained that really badly and it probably sounded quite complicated so we will get to that when it makes more sense so now we're going to pull it into a program. So let's say you've got your exercises written out. Like I said, we want to work between 10 to 20 weekly sets, but I'd like to underreach and overreach a little bit. So what you're going to do is wherever you are now, at the end of your program, you're going to finish that other deload, which means you're going to drop your volume. You're going to drop the intensity. So drop the weight on the bar and basically give yourself a week to really recover from all the uh, built-up recovery demand from the training you've just been doing. This is going to be really good for resensitizing you to your uh, to volume and getting you recovered in a position to then push hard when you come into the new program. Now we're starting that new program, we're resensitized, we're fully recovered. You're going to start with eight weekly sets per muscle group and this would ideally be four sets across two workouts. So if it's uh, push-pull legs, you're hitting chest twice a week, you do two, four sets of chest in the first workout, four sets of chest in the second workout. However, if you like to do a bro split and hit it all in one go, you can. I can't stop you. And if you like to do, I don't know, three times volume, upper, lower, upper, lower, upper, again, you may do three sets, three sets, two sets, or however. But... We just want you to hit that total of eight weekly sets per muscle group, four sets per session, somewhere around there. From there, each week, you're going to add one set per muscle group per workout. So if you're following my guideline of two workouts, uh, a frequency of twice per week per muscle group, you'd be adding one set per muscle per workout, which would equal an increase of two sets per week, one set per workout. So if we take our chest again, in the first week we were doing four sets of chest in the first workout, four sets of chest in the second workout to equal eight weekly sets. Now in week two, we're going to add one set to each workout. So we do five workouts in the first, uh, five sets in the first workout, sorry, and five sets in the second workout. So we'd be getting a total of 10 weekly sets. So you can see that whether or not you've increased your strength that week, you've added volume quite drastically just by bumping by one set each workout, which isn't going to take you an extra hour in the gym, is it? It'd be a few extra minutes. From there, week three, just do the same thing. So week three, your total volume would be 12 sets. Week four, 
14 certs. Week five, 16 certs. So as you can see, it's a really, really simple method of progression. All you, you don't really have to think about it. Just each week, each workout, one extra set for chest, one extra set for shoulders, one extra set for back, whatever it may be. You're programming this volume increase, which is going to force you to progressively overload within your training, which is why we want to be focusing on increasing volume over time. So like I said, one set per muscle per workout. You're going to do this. You're going to continue increasing in this way for nine weeks. So on your ninth week, you're going to be at 24 sets per muscle group per week. And this is going to be the peak of the program. So 24 sets per muscle per week is a lot of volume. And it probably, to some people, it might sound like nothing because you've just been shitting volume all over the place anyway. But for most people, if you train hard, 24 sets per muscle per week is a lot of volume. That is going to be a hard, tough, grueling workout to get through. But it's okay because you only have one week of 24 sets. Everything before that was slowly building up to prepare you for this one peak week of maximal volume. And then the 10th week is going to be your deload. So our programs are going to be programmed in 10-week blocks. So you build up, 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 up. Tenth week, boom, you're going to half the volume, drop the weight on the bar, really let yourself recover. And then, obviously, that puts you back to beginning, back to baseline. So, like I said, when we were talking about the abbreviations of MRV, MAV, all that kind of stuff, 24 sets per muscle per week, for most people, is going to be above your maximum adaptive volume it's going to be putting you in that mrv maximum recoverable volume range where if you kept up 24 sets per muscle per week if you did that for an extended amount of time your recovery demand will will be impeding your progress so you won't be able to recover enough to make progressions in the gym because you're just doing too much but that's only if you're doing this for weeks on weeks on weeks if you just hit that 24 or whatever your MRV, your maximum recoverable volume is for you individually, if you just dip into that for a week or two, what you're going to do is you're really going to push your volume, push your body to, this is where the overreaching phrase comes from, you're really going to overreach what you, what your body can and should be performing. So pushing volume above where you can realistic recover from in the last two weeks or so of this programming and then boom reset back to eight sets a week when you do a reset in this way obviously because you've had that 10th week of deload of reduced volume and then the first week of your next program is all the way back down to eight sets that's a big drop so that gives you a lot of time to recover from the massive stress you are placing on yourself in the last week so if you imagine it like a graph, you're slowly, slowly building up until it's really stressful for the body, a lot of demand, and then you drop back down and then you slowly build yourself back up again. So it allows for a natural kind of wave. And the, the important thing to realize is when you drop back, back down to eight sets, the goal is to be still better than your first eight sets. So we are resetting back to the original amount of volume, but because you've done these last 10 weeks of training, 
if you have made progress, which you should have done in 10 weeks, you will be stronger. So although you're doing the same amount of sets, obviously different exercises, you're welcome to change exercise, program to program, but you're going to be stronger. So the weight on the bar is going to be higher. So let's, to keep things simple, let's just talk about as if you were purely doing a bench press. Eight sets of bench press in your first 10 weeks of programming will be less weight because you'll be weaker than in your second 10 weeks of programming. So that that means that the eight sets from your second training cycle is more volume than eight sets from your first training cycle because weight, remember, is a factor of volume. So this gives a natural flow to your training, a natural flow to your training volume, allowing for you to make sustainable progress. It's going to allow you to recover. It's going to allow you to push yourself. You're going to have weeks where you can really hit the gym and smash it. You get weeks that feel quite easy. It gives this really nice natural progression to your training. And like I said, I think this is a really simple way of looking at it in your programming. And it's most people just make it way more complicated than it needs to be. So I really hope that you understand where I'm coming from with this. And I hope that you can implement some of what you've learned today into your own programming. If you do have any more questions about this, please do get in touch with me. You can do so on Instagram, Pushpool Podcast, YouTube, Pushpool Podcast. You can email pushpullpodcast at gmail.com. Get in touch with me in any of these ways. Please remember to like, subscribe to the podcast on YouTube. Leave any comments of what you might want to learn about in the future. Thank you for listening. Until the next one, see you later, guys.